Backtalk is an extension of the long-running, award-winning movie review show, It's Movie Time, which airs Fridays at 4.01 and 8.01 p.m. on WCBE 90.5 FM, Columbus, Ohio. Hosted by John DeSando, this podcast version features additional content and banter with guests. I'm John DeSando. And I'm Gary Hammond. And this is Backtalk. Boy, I really have to fish around for a quality film to review for our audience until after the Oscars and getting close to the summer. It's just really a dead zone. So uh, there's one that I've been intrigued by called The Iron Claw, and it may still be in some theaters. It's just that there's been so many overshadowed by possible Oscar contenders that people really, I don't think many people have seen The Iron Claw. Set it up for us. Well, The Iron Claw uh, takes place, it begins in the 1950s based on the look of the Cadillac in the trailer, <laughs> but in 1970s, the early 1970s, 76 became a turning point. It's a family of wrestlers, and it's the, the father of the patriarch, and he has sons, and he controls his family. He directs everything, and triumph and tragedy result. Well, and this is based on a true story. Yes. All right. It's the Von Erich family, a name that the dad picked out. They didn't actually mention it in, in the show, to my recollection. But yeah. his grandmother was named Von Erich, and he right. was a wrestler, and he decided it was a more powerful name. Yeah. And, and being powerful and strong and dominant was his constant theme. I'll tell you, Gary, you've, you've hit where my real interest here is. Um, I've always had an interest in wrestling. Uh, the, the same question, which is really a cliche, is it real or is it phony? You know, that's one of the, right. the interests that I had. I thought I might have learned here. And I did learn a little bit about that. They, ahead of time, plan yes. what's going to happen. They don't practice. Their... No, it's not choreographed. Yeah. It, but it, they're professionals, and so I'm going to do the, the, the backflip off the ropes and land on your chest. Uh, when I get up on the ropes, don't leave me hanging there meaning that the guy has to get ready to yeah, right. be dropped and on. Don't throw me out, <laughs> which does happen. Should have been said. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, he, Zac Efron plays the main character, and he is asked by his date, who is a woman that was in Downton Abbey, and she was Cinderella, and she... I love her. She's an English actress, and she was completely... Lily James. As, as Texas... Americana, she, and she could be amazing. She is. you Boy, you hit on my fave. I've, I've loved her before this. And then I see it, I say, wait a minute, I've seen her before. It's, she's playing a feisty fangirl. 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 <laughs> Doesn't want anybody's autograph but his. But in the scene, she said, is it really fake? And he said, he's, he gives a speech which describes it. And you can tell that he really believes that. It's not necessary that we, the viewers, believe that, but you can tell that he really believes that, and yes. that he is going to have an opportunity to be successful if he's good enough. Yeah, yeah. And Dad's overweening interest and goal is to get a world, world champion, WWF or whatever they call it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. The, the world wrestling. Right. Doesn't, doesn't Kevin, Zac Efron character, become? He's the champion heavyweight in Texas, and he That's right. is it's in, in a Texas. competition, not to, to wrestle for the world championship, but in a, well, in a fight that does, in, in a, I'll call it a match that doesn't count for the champion. But he That's wrestles right. against the, the standing champion, and the standing champion is old school and not willing to go lightly, <laughs> quietly into that good night. <laughs> yes, you're so right. At least Dad's ambition is to get one in the family. I think he does get one, right? The, uh, 
one of them does become the world champion. There are four of them, at least, and they left out of the movie one, a fifth? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was just too, it was getting too much. So they just changed the story so there are only four. And out of that, there are two suicides? Yeah. I mean, this is You're going to give it all away, John. Well, no, I mean, this is history. That's why. But okay. thank you for reminding me. But the, yeah, I'm taking license with it because yeah. this is. You can go to Wikipedia and you can find this out. Don't go to Wikipedia. <laughs> go go to your streaming service or the DVD store. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, it is so well acted. It is so well performed, and it's. You know, we've given given away a lot of the story. Zac Efron is transformative, and I don't remember seeing him in anything after I viewed this movie. I look Gary. What he was in. The transformation yeah. is uh, along the lines of Christian Bale and uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah. When these guys physically change yeah. themselves. Yeah. I, I, it's exceptional. Yes. Yeah. He's been a pretty yeah. boy for Disney and that kind of thing. And, and, and now he's, he did he's play, a Hulk. He did play Bundy, I think, in, uh, recently, within the last few okay. years. So he's, he's gone to the dark side. But this one, this physical transformation is so perfect. Yeah. For the family, all yeah. of them are robust physically. Yes, uh, except for the one who likes the musician. To, yeah. Yes, yeah. you're it. too soft, and you need to be stronger so you don't get picked on. <laughs> Nobody would pick on the youngest brother of these boys, <laughs> knowingly. But, but back to Dad, and he is played just incredibly by Holt McCallany. Well, I think he does a marvelous job here. Not acclaimed at all for this, but here's a role. See, I mean, check me on this. Dad is abusive, but in a different kind of way than we usually think. I mean, the abuse of his boys is not physical. No, but it's indirectly physical. Yes. He forces them to do things that cause them injury, and he manipulates them. Carrie being the prime example, Carrie was on a different career path, and fate took him in another direction, and his father told him to become a wrestler, and so he did. <laughs> Dad, at one point... I don't know if it's being amusing or what. Ranks the boys, his yeah. favorites. <laughs> you know, whoa, this guy is way over the top. I mean, he is uncompromising. Well, but he tells Kevin he, could, he can be the favorite if he wins the world championship. <laughs> so what's the thing that interests me here is the nature-nurture philosophy. And I'm looking at this as a, an example of nurture more than nature. That dad being the exemplar of uh, the power of nurturing. And would you agree with that? Well, he's a big guy, and so he has the chance to have big sons. They're not all big, but he has a chance to have big sons as far as that goes. Mom is very controlling in terms of the household, and dad is very controlling regarding everything else. And he has expectations, and the boys all, they all expect to satisfy their father's desires for them to accomplish in his chosen field. And when they come up short, they don't have the equipment, uh, the mental, emotional, I don't mean they're not bright, but they don't have emotional maturity or whatever it takes to deal with adversity. Oh, and, I, and you're so right. I, I remember the one moment in that when she asks him what he wants, mm-hmm. he responds, he wants to be with his brothers. <laughs> That's what he wants out of life. Whoa, this guy, is, he's, he's not going to be out of that cocoon at all. Right. And it so uh, proves what you were saying. They're not prepared beyond the ring. Which metaphorically really works nicely. The ring is it life. It does. It's so <laughs> confined. <clears throat> and everything is there. Triumph and despair. Yes, yes. And, and Dad so 
interests me because of his profound effect on the boys. I mean, the, you've got, in reality, five, but, but here in front of us, four mm-hmm. boys who are directed by dad, by dad's will, by his ambitions, more than anything else. And you say mom now. When you said mom uh, controls the family. She controls them. They're going to go to church, and he's not going to the university to play in his band because he's not old enough. And that's it. The boys start working on her, and the dad says, your mom said no. Yes. And that's it. But, of course, that's not it. That's right. Yes, yes. My background is growing up watching. I actually saw the Sheik on television in Youngstown, Ohio, with his incense burning Boba Brazil's eyes. And so it took me right back, right back to that. And the Sheik is thrown out of the ring by the dad early in this movie. So in any event, uh, go see this movie. Even if you didn't watch wrestling as a child, it's a good movie. And, and it's very... It's actually very deep emotionally. There's a lot of substance there. I agree. Since many of your formative experiences have been nurtured by, what, what's the name of the town you came from? Youngstown? Yes, Youngstown, right. Youngstown, yes. And, and somehow professional wrestling seems right for Youngstown. Doesn't I don't know it? why. It's <laughs> gritty. It's gritty like the Texas town they're in. <laughs> well, and uh, since we're looking at the Iron Claw about professional wrestling, I came from Rochester, New York, mm-hmm. which is sister-like city. Not, maybe not as rough by it's a reputation. Refined. Yeah, a little, yeah. little more refined than Youngstown. We're making film there, yeah. not steel. Go ahead. But my dad, who was certainly not a, a wrestler of any sort, he was a physician, on Friday nights would watch boxing. Oh, yeah. And I thought that the vibe was the same that they have here in this film. Uh, it, you know, standing there and probably counting to 10 rather than three or whatever they do in wrestling. Right. <laughs> to 10 for the knockout. And this is by. What is it, Paps Blue Ribbon or Gillette Blaze? Oh, Gillette. <laughs> Gillette. So I watch, the, I watch Friday Night Fights with my grandfather at least three Fridays a month. And it was all very exciting. The wrestling matches in Youngstown were on local TV. They'd set up a ring and folding chairs around it. One day my father came home. It was in the summer, and I'd been laying around watching wrestling. And he said, what would you do today? And I said, I watched Lady Wrestling. And he said, there's no such thing as Lady Wrestling. <laughs> Which I came to understand later. Actually, I knew what he meant. Really gritty, and they. Th- this is the gritty version of it. I haven't watched much professional wrestling in the in the modern era. Occasionally, there'll be me too. On yeah, that yeah. I'll, I'll see. I think Dwayne Johnson is a very interesting person. So sometimes he's displayed. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. The reality in the zone. I have to give writer director Sean Durkin real credit here because uh, while most of this and my interest in this film is the family dynamics, right. and I I make this, this the the transition between this and any family, mm-hmm. and the importance of father and mother and of sibling rivalry and sibling love. And you mentioned that, you know, it really has depth. It is emotional depth that you would not have expected. But he has some sequences in the ring that look pretty good to me. Yeah. I mean, they look real. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about Zac Efron, who was a much more effeminate character than he is here. Right. And here, he's a, I mean, his body is ripped. Right. Uh, and uh, initially, he seems to lack the, the intelligence, the intuition to be more than just a kind of dumb wrestler. And, and, the, and Durkin presents him, and Efron presents himself as an emerging character. There's a real character arc yes. for him, uh, yeah. I think. He's very flat, has no personality, doesn't know how to ask questions. <laughs> doesn't know how to answer them. 
he's used to being doing what he was told. And when he had a, a moment of weakness, when his father criticized him for his response to something that happened to him, which was very dramatic, and he explained it, and that was not acceptable to his father. And so then he decided that he had to be more something, more strong, more powerful, more tough, more whatever. And so when he ultimately breaks, powerful. Yeah. One of the important elements of his life is not necessarily being the uh, wrestling champion of Texas, which right. he was, marrying Louis James's character. Yeah. yeah. And, and she, you and I both have, have, have expressed real affection for the role that she plays here, an actress whom you've seen and I've seen in yeah. other roles. Right. Some particularly Brit, quite different from this yeah. gritty, yeah. feisty lady. What a terrific... Now, she'll never be recognized for the greatness of this role. Right. And yet you and I have spied something... Well, we have recognized it, haven't we? Yeah, we have, and so yeah. she's really lucky, and she'll probably be calling us a little bit later to thank us. I'm looking forward to that. We'll have lunch. Right. Maybe. So, so the, the, a defining moment for our, our protagonist, and he's our narrator as well, right. is Kevin, played by Zac Efron. And I believe when he marries her, he makes perhaps not as a little bit like my decision to go to Georgetown. What did I know? Right. right, his decision to her. What what is it? Was you know she's a fan and she comes on to him and da da da. She turns out to be a major influence, and they have kids. Mm-hmm. There's a softening that goes on with him. Both of them that I like very much. I think it was always there, and she gave him permission to show it. Yeah, and his children give him permission to show it too. Oh, isn't it? Yeah, two boys at at the point that I saw, but there's a picture at the end of their large family. So yes, yes, uh, they all live together. Family continues. He's the familiest man in in film today. It, it's a family curse. They yeah. call it that they have so much death. I, I try to correlate this with that whole nurture idea that I'm fascinating here. You know, is it born in them? It looks like they were born physically to do. How much of this is dad's responsibility for what happens to them? Oh, I think he, I think he molded them in his image, not of him, but of his image of what they would be. Carrie being so small and yet being so powerful, and Kevin being so big and powerful. The boys all had weakness in them that they didn't know how to deal with. Yeah. They were human beings, and they didn't know what to do with those feelings. Yeah. Did they get along? Mm-hmm. And they, they had a really nice ranch. And we find out that Dad, well, Dad, as Kevin gets more serious about this uh, living, uh-huh. and he looks over the books, oops, Dad. Yeah, Dad's been uh, playing fast and loose with... <laughs> Dad had no, no sympathy for it, and he just says, well, I had to do what I had to do. Right. What did you expect? You know, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Do you think you got all this just by... Because Kevin begins to realize he's not getting as much as he thought that he had earned. What else am I missing on this? Because I find it, along with you, a really compelling drama. And I'm trying to think, why is it? Because wrestling is not the kind of thing. It's entirely believable. <laughs> It's when yes. people go to the restaurant and they suspend their disbelief and they believe that, that these guys uh, didn't plan it and they didn't, you know, yeah. they get thrown out of the ring or they pick up a chair and break it over somebody and it's not a stock <laughs> chair. I mean, whatever it is, I don't suspend my disbelief in that, but I believe these characters. I believe that they were very three-dimensional and, and they presented themselves as so flat and so non-dynamic, and yet they, they had depths to them, which revealed themselves in various ways, some very tragic. You kind of hinted to this. There is a certain flatness about, well, you muscle up, and you get in a ring, and you throw somebody around, and somebody wins, and somebody loses, and so on. But then there's always that waiting to be released, that emotion, that 
cognitive stuff that, that, that has not been allowed by dad or anybody else until moments like Kevin's getting married, mm-hmm. which I think releases him and allows him to eventually, to, for his adventure, to finally get to a place where emotion is a strong part. His relationship with his brother. I think they have all this, this unconditional love for each other. And father's love is conditional and mother's love is conditional. Right. And so they're feeding off the unconditional love that they get from each other. Even the brother that passed away before some of them were born, they feel this, this connection that they're all in this together and their antagonist is their father. Yeah. And what's so really nice for me for this film is that father is not physically abusive, though it transforms into a kind of physical abuse, but really well, he's... go in there and get beat up, but yeah. Okay, right. Ahead, <laughs> no, yeah. No, no, but that's exactly what I was getting to, is that dad begins somehow cognitively and emotionally with the kids and lets them know what the goal is here. And then it moves into the physical when you have to get in there and actually do what dad wants you to do. And they do a pretty good job, all of them, in the ring. Right. Amazing. Even you mentioned, was it Carrie is so small? Yeah. He's the one, I think, who becomes the world champ. I, yeah, I think so. I think okay. there's one of them, right. at least. And he is the one. It's just amazing. And in fact, as far as the film goes, I caught a moment where it, the announcer, in, in uh, calling out that the, the uh, combatants today, uh-huh. says, and at six foot two... And I thought he was referring to Kevin, who's in real life no more than 5'8", or right, yeah. Efron. And I, so I have to go back to see if, uh, now what, what the director is playing with there. When I played basketball, every, I, was, I was actually 6'6". Six, six. Right. They said that, but the other guys were not, not, six, not, six. So, not so big, so, but they, they would puff them up. So. Anyway. <laughs> did, how, was that, how did that go for you? You were... Clearly, in high school, taller than anybody else. I was, but I wasn't coordinated. <laughs> I, I, walking was a major accomplishment. <laughs> so. I, and I was pretty decent, but only at 5'10", which I don't think I am anymore, but oh well. I was just telling one of my friends that you were reminding me that this is nature's way of bringing us down to size. <laughs> and, and my 6'6 buddy is not only 6'4, but I try not to think of it. And I that's sure right. don't want anybody measuring me. So we make our personalities bigger, John. And, the, and you know, that's great. And, and that's exactly what is happening in the Iron Claw. What a what, and I have to agree with you. And here we are blathering all along on this film that nobody else has seen. But we're hoping. Well, we have licenses. <laughs> that's exactly right. And we've got literally thousands of people who are listening to us saying, "What is this movie? What are these guys talking it's about?" The Iron Claw. Uh, and, and and let's close by saying, "What is the Iron Claw?" The Iron Claw is a wrestling move where a wrestler with a really big hand gets a hold of the palm on the forehead and then squeezes at the temples, breaking the other wrestler into submission as they put yeah. the mat. The title is perfect because that's a metaphor for the father's hold on these boys. <laughs> yes, exactly. Did I steal your line, John? No, you didn't. I just am so glad that I have I have a guest here who actually knows what a metaphor is. Thank you so much. And, and when they show that, it's, they show that a couple of times. Yeah. And it, it is actually very impressive uh, uh, because you can't quite see the effect, but you just see this big hand on somebody's head. Right. And they're very realistically in and pain. And they look realistic because they're, immo- they're immobilized by the strength of the claw, iron claw on their hand and their faith, faces contorting as if they were 
having their head crushed. It's called The Iron Claw. It is. What do you suggest to the people oh, out there? I see this movie. <laughs> or actually, it may not be in theaters anymore, but you can stream it or get it at the DVD. Yeah, and it may be at a theater to or two. It had been up until about a week or two ago. Yeah. But it is a pleasant movie, and we've done our job in the dead zone. We have found one that we can support, yeah. and we can recommend to our audience. And, wholeheartedly. Yeah, wholeheartedly. Anybody in the family over 10 years old would could appreciate it. Oh, yeah, the, the boys especially will cackle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm always interested in, in actors who transform themselves and think or are hoping that that will transform them into an Oscar. And at least in Zac Efron's case, I think he has transformed me in my attitude toward him as a serious actor who's just physical change uh, represented the change that he has as an actor. The Iron Claw. <laughs>